From earaches to strep tests, there's Minute Clinic at CVS. See a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials. Or see us online with telehealth options. That's healthier made easier. Visit Minute Clinic at CVS today. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field which a person finds and hides again. And out of joy goes and sells all that he has to buy that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets and what is bad they throw away. Thus it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They responded, yes. And he replied, then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's interesting the number of areas we have for consideration today in the scriptures. We have Solomon being asked by God, ask whatever you want. Now, if God appeared to you at night, can I take your word for it? You wouldn't ask for the big lotto or you wouldn't ask for the jackpot. And he even says to Solomon, what you asked was, I'm going to give you because you didn't ask for riches, a long life, or all these other wonderful things. We'll talk about what he asked for in a second. Then we have St. Paul sort of grounding us, placing us in a good position to appreciate both Solomon today in the, in the first reading and the scriptures of the Gospel of Matthew with the parables of Jesus. I mean, you've heard parables all through the season of Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. Now we hear parables about the pearl, about the great treasure, about the fishnet. And, you know, parables are like for you and me to take and run with and interpret according to our own faith and insight. But we always have Jesus as the ground, the foundation of every parable. So it's always best to look at the parables in light of Jesus. And today we have that gift coming to us from Solomon, because he didn't ask for wealth, he didn't ask for fame, he asked for what the scriptures call an understanding heart, and that word understanding can be translated also to a listening heart. So this is what, what Solomon asks of God, 
an understanding, listening heart. He's speaking for you and me. You know that, right? I mean, it's good that it was Solomon, thousand years before Christ, but guess what? The need for an understanding and listening heart is still valid in our lives in the 21st century as they were in the year 1000. What goes on today in the scriptures? Well, first of all, I want to take Jesus. I, I want to use that parable of the fishnet because I can identify with that. When I was growing up in New Jersey, we used to have a bungalow down the Jersey Shore. It was on the bay. And we would go out when it was full tide, because it was low tide, it was like mud. When it was full tide, we'd go out drag netting. Well, exactly the kind of net that they use today in the scriptures. And basically, you guys probably know what it is, but let me describe it. It's a long net with two poles. One pole would be st stuck in the ground, and the other pole with the, with the other fisher, my brother usually, would go around in a great big circle. Okay? And we would scoop in anything that was in that area. Now, the goal was fish, of course. And my grandmother was always nearby because I think she was the first one who created sushi. She used to eat the fish raw. She would take off the heads and pop them in the mouth. Little fish. They were called spearing, I think. Well, that was our goal, to get a lot of spearing because they were small fish. You had to get a lot in order for grandma to cook them, to baste them and fry them and they were delicious. But in the process of scooping in all the potential fish, we were at the Jersey Shore the shore at that time wasn't as clean as it is today. And we'd get a boot. We'd get a sneaker. We'd get an old glove. We'd get a can or two, definitely a few bottles. Remember the, remember the, the Noxima bottles, the blue ones? I was always fascinated by blue glass. So anyway, they would, would bring all that in. So then we had to sort out. And my grandmother and her girlfriends would get the fish, put them in buckets, and my brother and I would gather up the trash and put them in a trash bucket. Jesus is using that analogy in the scriptures today. And I think there are so many applications of it. One, the wide openness of the church. Everybody's invited. As that net goes out into the ocean or into the bay, Christ's net of his arms, like the, like the, the Piazza San Pietro, the, the, the colonnade around St. Peter's, the open arms grabbing in anybody who's close to us, anybody who's near us, inviting us all in. But even those of us who make it as the fish, there are some of us are really pieces of trash. And you know I'm, I'm honest with you, and you know you're honest with yourselves, you realize, gee, he might be speaking about me. Not every day, but some of us act like trash often, when we're rude, when we're prejudiced, when we're greedy when we don't care, when we don't share. In the light of Christ, that's trash. That's not going to get us into the kingdom of heaven, the analogy he keeps using today. So he goes on to another example. He talks about the pearl. Man finds a pearl, he sells everything because he wants to invest in it. Have we found the pearl of our faith? Do we invest in the pearl of our faith? And it takes time and energy to do that. Not necessarily money all the time, but a time it takes time and energy and money to invest in what we say we believe. A few moments we're going to say the creed. Do we really believe 
that Jesus Christ became a human being and walks with us and is available to us in our brothers and sisters? That's our faith. That's the investment we've made, or not, in our faith. And then, of course, I don't know how this one works because Jesus is giving an example and a parable to a very devious guy. He's done this more in Scripture. He, he, he usually credits devious people with creativity. But here, he says, this guy finds a treasure. He didn't say what it is. In a field. It's not his field. Mark that. He goes off and sells everything he owns, and he invests in that field. He buys the field. Obviously, not giving back to the owner of the field what was his, what was found in his territory, on his property. Being a little devious. The search is important, but what we search for has to be authentically Christian. What we search for, and again, I don't care if you pray for lottery or pray for health or long life, what we search for in our lives has to be authentic, authentically Christian and reflect Jesus Christ. Everybody? Yes, ideally everybody. But definitely us who say we believe in Jesus Christ. Definitely us who are baptized into the body of Christ. And we, we have assurance from Paul in today's letter to the Romans, just that one phrase. We know all things work for good for those who love God. So our goal as Christians, as we spread out our lives and our arms in life, whatever occupation, from retiree to grammar school, we all are encouraged to find Christ's love. And if we work for good, Christ's love will be ours. Uh, please, don't look for a reward. His reward for being good, his reward for caring for the underdog, his re reward for going out to the sinners and the hungry and the lepers is right there. He was crucified. But God the Father, don't forget, had the last word. We're here because he didn't stay dead. We're here because he resurrected and is with us. Go, go to Solomon. What does Solomon ask for? An understanding heart. That's what we need. I'm a family therapist. And very often people act just in their heads. So they figure out all the answers. Well, that falls short in the family. Some people, the opposite, they figure out everything emotionally from their hearts. An understanding, listening heart needs our head and our heart. Our emotions and our brains. We can't run life through just our heads because then everything is mechanical and figured out and life ain't like that. We can't run life through our hearts emotionally because we'd be a wet rag, too emotionally spent for everything. So we balance it. We ba balance our cognitive and our emotional skills mirroring the gift of Solomon, a listening heart. So we bring all that together as we worship we bring that together as we listen to the Word of God and we say to God, every day I'd like to balance my day with my prayer and with my, my ability to work, whatever level that is. I would like to balance my day with caring and figuring out how to put that caring stuff into action. Think, think charity. Think, 
Catholic charities, Catholic relief services. That's what that's all about. The emotional, the spiritual caring put to good use in feeding the hungry. I'm not too familiar with St. Cecilia's, and I will be as I continue visiting here. But I don't know your charities. I don't know your favorite charities here in the parish. But as you come forth, any of us come forth and participate in those charities, from Eucharistic ministry to singing to feeding the hungry, last night, I said Mass last night, and I don't know why, but as we drove past right in your building next door, they had a taco stand. I wanted to stop for tacos, but Jerry said, no, we're going to this dinner. But they have a taco stand right there. I'm sure it was a fundraiser for someone or something. But that's, that's important, participation in the wholeness of the family, of this family. Here locally in Clearwater, globally as a member of the Catholic Church, as a member universally of Jesus Christ. Our wisdom, our hearts, our heads and our brains come together in imitation of no one better than the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.